So we are so excited to be here. We are talking about the new season of Doctor Who. This is very fun. Uh, the 11th season that we're going to be talking about the premiere and the second episode together. And I'm Rachel and Jonathan's here. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah. So we're not sure exactly like how much, how regular or what schedule we're going to do as far as covering the season, but we definitely at least wanted to, uh, you know, cover these episodes and talk about the new doctor and, and, uh, and we will do the best we can. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is pretty exciting. New doctor, new season. Let's, I guess, just dive into the, the premiere. Um, so we not only had a new, uh, a new doctor, but we had new showrunner and writer in Chris Chibnall. I mean, he's worked on the show in the past, but uh, but this he's now taken Stephen Moffat's position. Um, and how do you feel about that? I didn't know what to feel at first because. I can't remember everything that he's done in the past, but I know that they weren't really my favorite episodes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, they weren't bad. Like, there's very few Doctor Who episodes that I think are actually bad. But they just, they weren't my favorite, so I wasn't sure how I felt about it. But now that I've seen his work, I think I, I think they made the right choice. I, I'm really happy with what I've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I did a video on um, his uh, other episodes over at the Nerdy Brit on some of his other episodes that we talked about, uh, where we looked at, uh, I think, four of his previous episodes that he'd been involved in, and it was really fun. I'll put a link down if people want to listen to that and check that out. Uh, they should, because it was really fun. And uh, so I, I, I enjoyed all of the ones that I saw. I don't have as much to compare it to uh, of what I've seen um, of Doctor Who. But yeah, I was just excited to get rid of Stephen Moffat because I do not like his writing at all. And uh, so yay, because uh, I, I think he's very gimmicky in his writing. <laughs> I don't like it. I and, think I feel, I, I think I'm feeling the opposite about Chris Chibnall is how I felt about Stephen Moffat. Uh-huh. because when Stephen Moffat was first announced as the new showrunner, I thought that was the best news I'd ever heard because before Stephen Moffat was a showrunner, every episode that he wrote was gold. Uh-huh. Like so good. Like they're my favorite. They're still some of my absolute favorite episodes, but then once he became the showrunner, I think his quality of writing went down yeah. From somewhat to considerably, depending on the episode, I think he just had too much on his plate. When he's given like one episode per season to focus on, and mm-hmm. he focuses all of his creativity into those episodes, I think he's an amazing writer. Yeah. But when he's trying to do a big pile of episodes in the season, uh, results have been mixed. And I haven't... I mean, I don't dislike anything he's done. And some of well, the ones he's done... I think are great, uh-huh. but by far his best episodes were before he was showrunner. And I'm thinking, and, and this is, we're only two episodes in, so I, I'm thinking Chris Chibnall might be the opposite. Like I was kind of hesitant before he came on because I didn't love his episodes. They're fine. I liked things about them, but I didn't. 
I don't know, I wouldn't say they're any of my favorite episodes, but I think he might do a better job than what I was expecting. Whereas with Stephen Moffat, his, he did not do quite as good a job as I was expecting. <laughs> the secret to happiness in life, low expectations. Uh, yeah, the ones that we talked about with the nerdy Brit, we talked about 42, Earth, Cold Earth, and Dinosaurs on a Spaceship, and Power of Three. And all of those, none, none of them are bad episodes, and I like a lot of things about them. I just wouldn't say any of them are, like, top of my favorites list. Mm-hmm. They're Fair just, enough. They're fine, and I'm... Surprised you don't love that dinosaur one. I would thought that would have been one of your favorites. I, I love a lot of things about it. Yeah. I don't love everything that happened in it. I, it, it is, like, they're all good episodes. Yeah. They're just... None of them are near the top of my favorites. Yes, yeah. I love dinosaurs. So <laughs> I think it would be one of my absolute favorites. Um, there was just things about it that were just, eh, they're fine. I, w- I wanted it to be better than it was. But I do love the title of it, though. <laughs> dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Yeah. That's a great title for, for anything. Mm. Yeah, I just don't like Karen Gillum. That was my major problem with it. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to learn more about my thoughts about that, then check out uh the nerdy brit i'll put a link down but anyway so we had two episodes here and uh we have the woman the woman who fell to the earth is the first episode the premiere of the season and we start out with seeing uh ryan uh trying to ride a bike getting very frustrated and uh, he says so today i want to talk about the greatest woman i ever met and he wants us to think that's about the doctor the the writers want us to think it's about the doctor of course because we know it's gonna be a woman doctor but it's not so then we get to see uh, who he's really talking about over the course of the episode and uh yeah what did you think about that i really liked the I don't know if you would say twist that it wasn't the doctor he was talking about. Um, Like when it started out, I was, my first thought was the doctor, but I was wondering, is he really talking about the doctor? Because it seemed a bit too on the nose. And I was, that's, that's kind of what I was afraid they were going to be doing. Like everything on the nose about this being a woman doctor now, which Uh I don't mind a little of that, but it is it would be very easy to overdo that yes and i don't want that to be the focus because doctor who is it doesn't doctor who does not need to be about the doctor's gender because the doctor is the doctor no matter what they look like yeah and i really didn't want them to focus on that so i was really hoping that he wasn't talking about the doctor and i was really glad to find out at the end that he wasn't especially with getting to know who he was actually talking about. And Mm -hmm. I I really liked that. Yeah, me too. I thought they did a great job handling that Turkey dynamic of, you know, not making it. it, I did not feel like this was too girl powery to, I didn't think they leaned into the, I don't know, sort of any sort of feminist kind of cheesy moments, really. I thought that 
it was just itself and they did a really good job like just developing her as a character and there were like a couple little moments where oh it's a you know woman kind of thing but i thought they did a really good job with that (laughs) it's sort of introducing her as the doctor yeah yeah so uh and we find out that ryan has a condition or disorder uh called dyspraxia which i guess is kind of like uh kind of like dyslexia kind of like i don't know if it's on the spectrum but anyway he that's what makes him very very difficult for him to ride a bike do some other things so he seems a little bit socially awkward uh about things and uh he struggles his grandmother is named grace and she is married to a new husband uh it's been a couple years i think but anyway uh named graham and they they don't get along he and graham don't get along very well and she has a hard he has a hard time accepting him as a member of the family I really liked all these characters. Yeah. I really liked Ryan and I really liked Grace. When I when as the episode wore on and I realized how attached I was getting to Grace, I started thinking back to all the promotional material. Right. And I realized <laughs> that Ryan and Graham were featured heavily and I had no idea who Grace was and I knew where this was going. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> Why are you making me love this character? I know you're going to kill her off. Yep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we know that these three, uh, Graham, Ryan, and then we get to meet Yasmin, uh, that they are uh, the companions. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they do a really good job, though, of creating kind of a, a moral center or moral reason for them in the upcoming uh in the upcoming episodes with what happens to grace and i i think i i thought it was it was really good and uh so the we we kind of get these introductions to these couple characters uh and it starts out without the without the tardis uh there's no tardis at all in this episode and how did you feel about that I thought it was fine. I liked that they didn't have the TARDIS to fall back on because I feel like sometimes, depending on the writer, the TARDIS can be used as a crutch. Uh-huh. And I liked that they got rid of it for an episode. I was kind of wondering if maybe they wouldn't get rid of it for a whole season. Uh-huh. But I mean, as much as I like that they don't use it as a crutch, I don't want it to be gone forever. So I'm glad that they yeah. brought it back fairly quickly. They had two episodes where they didn't have it, but that's fine i'm i'm glad that they wrote it the way they did i thought it was i thought it helped them be more creative with the types of story that they could tell where they have to go on foot to do things rather than just oh instantly fly across the world or space or wherever and get there immediately yeah yeah it it helps the drama i think well and it 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 gave a little bit of character to the doctor in this episode because she's kind of an inventor in a way that i haven't seen at least quite uh that you know her figuring out her new sonic screwdriver figuring out uh, a new way for them to transport Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of fun gives her a little yeah the the doctor is 
has always been very smart. Yeah. But like with the TARDIS, things can be used as crutches sometimes and you don't really get that all the time because they they have this these magical devices. So I like that right. they had her make a new sonic screwdriver. Right. And make the transmat transportation machine the whatever the thing that got them across space. I I really liked that about this episode. Yeah. Uh what did you think? So she ends up falling from the sky basically. And uh there is this uh there's there ends up being this uh kind of pod <laughs> that that uh is it's like this orb this alien orb anyway uh, how how did you feel about sort of the introduction to Jodie Whittaker as the doctor i really liked it i really liked that it was very unconventional just to have her crash through the ceiling falling from the sky yeah. i like that that doesn't usually happen that doesn't happen in normal tv shows and it added to I don't know if you'd say the mystery of her character. Just like who is this person that can survive a fall from miles in the air and uh, immediately start saving people. I I really liked it. I did too. I thought it just, she had such personality and I kind of liked her sort of figuring out who she was as the episode went on, you know, starts out half an hour ago. I was a white haired Scotsman. Yeah. I love (laughs) that she was sort of, channeling peter capaldi's take on the doctor for a little while while she found out who she was yeah because it was like remnants of his personality were still in her and i thought she did a great job being someone who used to be him and was becoming someone else i I loved it i i did too i really did and uh, you know you could just see her sort of figuring things out as she went you know i like when she said i never go anywhere that's just initials (laughs) she's like (laughs) And then she's like, I'm good at building things, probably. <laughs> she, she has some great lines. Yeah. I, I'm probably getting ahead of myself, but in the most recent episode, I loved her line about telling the guy who was full of himself to go take one of his historic naps and they'll wake him when they're ready. <laughs> <laughs> she just has some great one-liners. Yeah, and I, I really like how it kind of built in this episode to the point where she sort of realizes i am the doctor and i know exactly who i am i am the doctor and i think that moment really paid off because it'd been kind of building uh all uh all episode so mm-hmm. i really in- enjoyed enjoyed that so uh yeah so we have this uh police officer rookie police officer named yasmin who or yaz who uh, is sort of brought in with all of this uh there's this um uh subway car that's kind of under sort of holding them all kind of hostage at a certain point and this orb uh with tentacles and electricity and they kind of take over the train and they plant all of these uh bombs on uh these different characters and uh and I thought that there was some pretty good tension. I thought there was some different horror feel. I like it when the show is more sort of, I like it when the show is either more history based or more horror based 
more than I like the sci-fi ones, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I know you've said that before. I'm, I'm not like always a huge fan of horror, but when something that is technically horror has a good end, uh-huh. I'm a lot more open to something like that rather than everybody dies. And I mean, yeah. there, there was like a significant death in this episode, but for the most part, this had a happy ending. So that's the kind of horror that I can get on board with. And I thought they did a good job in this yeah. episode. I mean, and, and nobody would like probably classify this as horror, but I'm just saying as far as like it's feel and tone and, and, you know, some things that are a little bit creepy and a little bit, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, and I really do like the historical ones quite a bit as well. And uh, so we, we, we end up, there's this, we end up at this uh, warehouse and there's this humanoid alien that has all of these, teeth of his victims on his face that was pretty ooh, that was Gross. pretty grisly yeah yeah <laughs> what do you think of that um i wasn't really a big fan of the design of the alien uh-huh um i don't know it seemed i don't want to say cheesy because it wasn't like totally cheesy uh-huh. I, I felt like it wasn't quite inventive enough it felt like something that would have been on um, you haven't seen any of the episodes yet. The Sarah Jane Adventures, the Doctor Who spinoff that was more aimed at kids. Uh-huh. It felt like something that would have been on that show, which is fine. And oh, I don't know. It, it's pretty violent I, I like, for kids. Teeth on his whole body. Yeah, well, like showing them even from a distance, pulling them out, that was kind of ugh. But I don't know. There's just something that didn't feel... I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. I didn't love it, but it was fine. Interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it was definitely very chilling to me. And uh, and you got this whole scene, Carl, poor Carl, the crane operator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, there, there's this sort of long scene uh, with them trying to save Carl and uh and them fighting it turns out this alien is sim shaw warrior that hunts humans is what i read and he captures carl they all called him tim shaw <laughs> which he did not like <laughs> I, I did like that calling him like a, a normal bland human name <laughs> and he was <laughs> upset about it yeah that's true <laughs> and uh, and uh, carl has his goals you know, all these things he wants to accomplish. And and you have Grace and Ryan and Yaz and Doctor all trying to stop this alien. And it was kind of weird, I thought, because the alien... And so there's just this back and forth all in the crane. And I thought that that was all pretty tense. I liked it. Yeah, I really liked the scene with on the crane. I yeah. thought they did a great job writing it and executing it, like have with all the characters doing their part to help get pull everything off well. I I really liked how that scene was was done. Yeah, DNA bombs, uh, but the doctor is able to transfer the the bombs uh, into the coils was the dna bombs which was i think basically going to rewrite the dna basically causing people to melt 
because if the DNA, if somebody's DNA falls apart, they, I guess they probably would melt. I don't know, <laughs> but either way, that's what he was using against them. And they used his own machine to turn it back on him. Yeah. So infect he... him with his own DNA bomb. Okay. That's right. And he ends up going back into the coals, but uh, the, but Grace ends up, uh, she ends up falling from the crane while destroying the coils. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so she ends up dying and it is, it is very, uh, it's very sad. I was emotional. It definitely worked. Yeah. I feel like that. I don't want to get too depressing, but I watched this on the same day that I found out my own grandma died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, that made it even worse for me, but I mean, I still loved the episode and I, I loved grace and I wish she didn't have to die, Yeah, but it, they was really well written and I really liked that. Yeah. Even though I hated it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and it was really well done. And he says, the best people are taken first. And and says, I carry them with me. Even if they are gone from the world, they are not gone from me. And so that's what the, the doctor says. And you do get a little bit of a break from the sadness with the doctor and the tension with the doctor going shopping. Which was a really fun scene, I thought. Mm-hmm. I really liked that scene. I enjoyed that. And you see her creating her teleportation system and ac- accidentally bringing, well, accidentally in quotes, bringing uh, Ryan, Graham, and Yasmin with her. And uh, so what do you think about this, her having three companions? How do you feel about that? I really like it. I, I think... Th- the doctor has always historically had one companion sometimes more but usually the doctor sticks with one companion and i really like the dynamic that it brings when there's more than one person traveling with the doctor Uh um like one of my favorite heirs of doctor who was when the doctor had amy and rory on board i know you've said you don't like karen gillen but i love karen gillen and i love when Rory and Amy were together. Like Amy was there alone at first, but Uh Amy was engaged to Rory. And over the course of the three seasons, they eventually get married. And I loved the dynamic of the doctor traveling with a married couple. And I don't know, there's just something about the doctor traveling with multiple people that I think is more fun and opens up more possibilities than the doctor just having one person with him. And I, I like that there's not, I mean, Ryan and Graham are in their own way, they're, they're family, but Yaz is not. And I like that it's three people who don't have a huge connection to each other. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just, it's a new dynamic and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Yeah. And I kind of like that none of these are really i don't think gonna be love interests and so no i don't think so so i like that and it was really cute in the episode when she first meets yaz and she says i i'm calling you yes because we're friends now i thought that was i really like that scene too so uh yeah i'm excited i think it's gonna be fun uh, to have these three you know different personalities different uh 
you know, just really different people. And I think they, they seem like they'll have chemistry uh, between uh, the four of them. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into the ghost monument the second episode. What's your overall thoughts about this one? I, I loved this episode. Uh-huh. I, I don't know that I was expecting to like it as much as I did because it's not, it's not the kind of thing that I usually love because I'm, I'm like, I'm all about monsters. I love the weirder, the aliens, the better. And this one really wasn't that but it was so well written and just the dynamics between the characters and the new characters that they introduced for the episode and the way they gave them complicated backstories but they didn't get into it too much they told you just enough that you actually started caring about these people i just i really enjoyed this episode i'm i was surprised at how much i got into it it's it's one of my favorite episodes in a long time, I think, actually. Oh, cool. Even though, even though it didn't have what I usually look for in a Doctor Who episode, there was just, there was something about it that I just, I really liked. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. I didn't, I don't know if I liked it quite as much as the premiere, but it's, it's always premieres, it's like so exciting, so yeah. hard to say. But I I really enjoyed it. I liked the whole idea of sort of this competition. I thought that was interesting. Uh, it was like, the the it's like the apocalyptic version of the amazing race you know mm-hmm. and uh it was just kind of fun i thought and uh, it was beautifully filmed they yeah. uh, they were i guess in south africa when they made it and yeah, i, I saw that in the, the end credits that where they were filming on on location in south africa and I, i'm yeah i'm glad they did that because there was something about the location that it just it was so much better than if they'd gone to a quarry and used cgi to fill in the rest of it 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 looked so good it was very well well shot yeah i think so uh so they're rescued by these two uh people uh humanoid i guess pilots angstrom and epso and they are the ones competing in this intergalactic competition uh, and they, uh, I guess everybody else in the competition has died. And there is, they're on this uh, planet, this hostile planet uh, that they can all, uh, and they are trying, they have to get to a, that uh, they might have to do one more event uh, in order to uh, win, uh, get the object uh, called the Ghost Monument. And, uh, and then the planet is going to, uh, is going to finish its rotations. And, uh, so only one of them will end up surviving. And the doctor is there looking for, uh, the TARDIS. And, uh, she, she thinks that I think that might be the ghost monument. And so that's kind of, she ends up getting involved and there's this long distance hologram a guy who is sort of running this uh this race and uh so that's kind of the setup and i thought i like i said i thought it was pretty clever it was interesting idea of this setup and you know this uh this doctor i think is is pretty like old school 
uh, isn't, uh, is pretty simple. And I, I, you know, I kind of liked that, that Ryan and Instagram is like, what do we do? Well, maybe we should follow her. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Welcome to your first, I can presume alien planet. <laughs> Little lines mixed in, uh, between all the characters. I thought they did a good job with that. Uh, and, uh, they explain that the, the whole idea of the universal universal translator uh, and that those had been put into each of the characters. Uh, and she says, if I had the TARDIS, you wouldn't need them, but they've got, so that's how they're able to understand everybody. Mm-hmm. Usually the TARDIS does that for them. Right. It's just, I, I don't science fiction magic. It just yeah. <laughs> translates as they go. But this was a, I guess a handy way to, do that without the TARDIS there. It's it's something that it is kind of a thing you have to overcome in science fiction where if you're meeting aliens, why does everybody speak English or whatever? Right. And I like that they have this thing to a plot device that explains that away without it having to be too complicated. Yeah. So the ghost monument appears in exactly the same place every ten thousand uh rotations and so that's what the end of the race is the end of that rotation and this will be able to find it and hopefully it's the TARDIS that's what they want (laughs) yeah when they started talking about how the ghost monument reappears every I don't know I I don't know what a rotation is is like days so is it like every year or every thousand years or whatever yeah if it was 10,000 rotations yeah and it was rotation was every day then you know that would be many many years but uh but depending on how how long the planet takes to go around its suns Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like different planets have different lengths of years and right right. but and who knows how long their days are so we don't really know right time period but i just i like that they did that had the ghost monument thing actually be the tardis when they started talking about that i was like I bet that's where the TARDIS went. It's been, it's been on this planet, and people think that it's now this ghost monument. And I really liked that it became the target of both the race and what the Doctor was looking for. Yeah, I did too. And we have uh, Graham saying to Ryan, so are we sticking with Graham, not Granddad, are we? So what do you think of that dynamic between the two of them? Um. It's kind of what I expected. I have a feeling that they're going to be writing this season, forcing the two of them to become closer. And probably by the end of the season, he'll start finally accepting him as his grandfather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said, uh, said, are we ever going to talk about your Nan? And Ryan says, right now she'd uh, be, right now she'd be going, you're on another planet. How cool is that? So I, I really liked that. Yeah, that was. I'm nice. I'm glad they're not forgetting about her. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still. I, this is probably a foolish hope, but I'm still holding out a tiny bit of hope that there'll be some sort of science fiction magic works that will bring her back. It probably won't happen, but I still want it to. <laughs> well, uh, what did you think of these uh, Angstrom and Epso? I really liked them. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of times in these one-off episodes you're not given enough information or enough time with characters to actually care about them but the way they were written and the way they talked about 
where they came from, their respective home planets, their families, you actually start to care for them and you care what happens to them. And I really liked that because normally the side characters are there to serve as, I don't know, plot devices to get the doctor and companions where they need to go. But Uh I was actually invested in them and I'm kind of sad that they ended up getting teleported away and they'll never know that the doctor and the rest were going to be fine because they didn't want to leave them, but they had to. I'm hoping that we'll get to see them in a future episode. I don't know if that'll happen, but I really liked them enough that I want them to come back and that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Yeah. They were good. I liked them too. I definitely got that sense of desperation, uh, but uh, between them and this, you know, this competition kind of wearing them down, but there was still humanity to them. Mm -hmm. And I like when Epso says, were you born that miserable or did you have to work at it? (laughs) Yeah, they had some great lines. They were just so well written. Yeah, they were. I agree. And uh, then you have, um, let's see. So the doctor sends out the electromagnetic pulse and it fries the system. And then Epso gets shot. And uh, so there was some tension all through there and the doctor says there was a catastrophic event here some of us care about what happens to people uh so go take one of your heroic naps so that was (laughs) was such a great line i loved that line so much i laughed out loud (laughs) and it, it, it brings i think some of the heart to the show that like technically the doctor doesn't have to be doing any of this the doctor doesn't have to be helping people. She doesn't have to put, you know, be at risk or, or any of these things. But, uh, you know, she just feels, uh, and these aren't even her, technically her people, but mm-hmm. she feels calling basically to help. So I like yeah, that. That's, I, I don't remember what episode it was, but I feel like there was some sort of explanation that the doctor named himself the doctor because he knows that helping is the right thing to do and that's that's just it's carried through every doctor and it's just it's so much a part of the character to help no matter what even even if it means like here that she might ultimately die she's going to help them anyway yeah it's Uh, one of the things that i love about doctor who just the sense of doing the right thing no matter what yeah yeah, and I think that maybe some other sci-fi shows they they some, they can lose that sort of uh, that humanity that mm-hmm. this show is able to keep, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And uh, there was a great scene I thought in this where there's all this mist with these like they looked almost like um, uh, eels in the in the mist that were trying to kind of like s- suck all the life out of them. I don't, I don't know what. Uh, that was called what they were called or anything but i thought that i read i read a review after i finished and i think that they said in the credits they were named the remnant okay i think they were basically a form of artificial intelligence that the scientists had created i'm i'm gonna have to watch this again i've only watched this once like an hour ago before (laughs) well recording but i the okay. sci- it was something that the scientists had invented as sort of a weapon, I believe. 
Yeah. I don't know. It was an and, artificial intelligence, whatever they were. To me, yeah. they looked kind of like rags or blankets or something because yeah. the way they wrapped themselves around them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what they were. I just know that yeah. they were we, an artificial yeah. life form. They looked kind of like like electric eels kind of to me. But but yeah, I can see just like strips of fabric, something like kind of in that feel. Mm-hmm. And they kind of suck the life out of you. They take your, they, they, they uh, can um, use your fears against you which is always a really interesting concept in sci-fi or in horror or whatever is is that because the more because you have to fight your fears Mm -hmm. and but in doing that you're fearful of having more fear like it's kind of a catch-22 there was a great episode of the sarah jane adventures that dealt with a creature like that actually there might have been more than one yeah but yeah, I, yeah. We, we might have to get to that show sometime. I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so she has this. I first I thought these the it was a um, sonic screwdriver, but I guess it's a self lighting cigar. That was that uses. was um, what was it? Epso. That was his because he had it earlier in the episode. He was explaining. Um, okay. How rare these cigars were, and he was saving it for a special occasion. Oh, okay. They, they, he that. said that they light when you snap your fingers, and they ended up using that against the, yeah, I don't know, the rags, the remnant, whatever they were. Yeah, and I liked, as I said, are you afraid of your own newness? Which I think is an interesting, it was an interesting quote that you think about that there's got to be a little bit of that feeling even with the show itself you know that mm, yeah uh, I, this is a new thing and like i kind of thought that was interesting and and uh and when, when Graham when, when shows have characters or villains that can i don't know read people's minds interpret their fears use them against them i i think that that's a great way to yeah i don't know look at how how the inner workings of the main characters minds are especially in a case like this that like that line that's a good example of that i agree with you yeah and so they yeah graham throws the the cigar up and he says see teamwork (laughs) and uh they get to the uh ghost monument and they decide angstrom and epso decide to be come to insist upon being dual winners of the race and at first the hologram guys like won't have it and uh and then uh she the doctor uh insists upon it and uh, and you go inside they they get inside the tardis and it's it's looking it looks totally different and she says my beautiful ghost monument this is my tardis so how did you feel about the look of the TARDIS in that moment? I, from what I could see, I liked it. Um, I don't, I feel like we didn't get enough time to sort of explore the TARDIS, but uh-huh. that wasn't really the point of the scene. But I liked how different it looked. I like that the, not every time, but a lot of the times when the Doctor regenerates, they'll have the TARDIS sort of regenerate itself too. And I liked that they gave it this totally new look. It was a lot more alien, I think, than the last one. And I liked that about it. It just, it looks so unique. Yeah. I'm, I'm 
I'll be interested to see more of it in future episodes. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it looked, I don't know, lack of a better word, I thought it looked fun. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so you feeling pretty positive after seeing these two episodes about, uh, about season and Jody. Yeah, I I love Jody so far. I think she's a great doctor. Um, I'd never seen her in anything else, so I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. I feel like that's how I feel about most times when the doctor regenerates because I'm not as familiar with most of the time I don't have any idea who the doctor is or the actor who plays the doctor is so I'm always like sort of hesitant going in because I'm afraid they're not going to be as good as the one who came before but so far I've always been pleased with the new doctor and Jody is no exception I thought she did a great job and I'm really excited to see more of her and yeah. so far the season has been great I've really liked both episodes yeah. and I'm really excited to see what else happens. Yeah. I think they did a very, it was a very hard thing that they had to do mm-hmm. in order to, and I'm sure they didn't please everyone, but oh, probably not, probably not. But for the most part, what I've seen online and from friends, even I had friends who were nervous about it, unsure about it. And, uh, and they, they liked it. Everybody I've talked to has liked it. I thought they did a really good job of not being uh, a, you know, feminist propaganda kind of piece, mm-hmm. just, just treating the character. And uh, I thought the writing was really on point in both these episodes. I thought they looked really nice and I liked the, you know, the companions, they did enough that there were other stuff that was new that I think you weren't only focusing on the fact that it was a female doctor mm-hmm. and that it was a new doctor. And I, I think you can tell that Jody has a certain degree of uh, comedic timing. I, I, I saw um, David Tennant speak at Comic-Con and Salt Lake Comic-Con. And uh, he said he was, he didn't have any doubt at all about Jody. They had worked together in uh, Broadchurch, the show and uh, that you know he was 100 confident that she was going to be great everybody would love her and i i think from what i can tell i'm a huge fan i really liked uh i really liked both episodes and uh i'm really i'm very excited uh you know because i i would not be covering the show if i didn't love it because i have so much on my plate right now but i mm-hmm. really really enjoyed it so i wanted to at least cover these these two and uh and anyway so yeah we will uh we will see what's going on and what works as far as we might do like two at a time we'll just see we're not sure Um, but let us know what you think if you're listening uh what you think of these two episodes and what did you think of jody as the new doctor we'd love to hear your thoughts and uh so jonathan where can people find you i'm on social media at john j north pretty much everywhere and if you search iheart animation you'll find me on youtube great and you can find me here at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube make sure to to leave your reviews uh of the podcast on itunes really appreciate it and uh thanks thanks so much for uh talking about doctor who with me this was really fun
Yeah, thanks for having me. I I really like doing this, and yeah. I love talking about Doctor Who. So, <laughs> okay. well, good. All right. Well, we will talk again soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.